2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
1: to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet.
0: Merry New Year, and welcome to the first ESSR podcast of the new year, and taking the place of your regularly scheduled feature show about something to do with Japanese wrestling is something else to do with Japanese wrestling. As we were originally going to do a Mount Rushmore show uh, to do with you know New Japan, and that is still going to happen at some point later this month, but some things have to be moved around, so instead. East meets West. Originally planned uh, Wrestle Kingdom preview is now taking centre stage, while Central and Saturday Draft Live all still decide to take their break. You know, it's, it's the new year, lads. One back to work, back to work now. I say that as somebody who's on Saturday Draft Live, it's just me sits there by my laptop every Saturday, just waiting for everybody else to come on. It'll be here <laughs> any second now. <laughs> on a more on a later topic, As you know the new year. And, you know, we've had day one for are recording before day one, but, you know, day one was okay or day one was shite, depending. Uh, but after that, the real main event, you know, to start the year off is, of course, Wrestle Kingdom. And, you know, it's so nice to do it over three nights. And we're going to break down everything that's happening across those three nights here. Also, to join me, not even Corona could stop him from talking about Wrestle Kingdom. He is my regular East Beats West co-host, Graham McRobbie.
2: Pleasure to be on Japan. New Japan had Captain New Japan. This podcast now has me, Captain COVID, still infectious <laughs> at the time of recording, and I am here to talk about Wrestle Kingdom.
0: <laughs> we're only—we're just keeping Grant limited to giving his opinions through stomping his feet and clapping his hands, much like new japan fans and so no noise from grant so it'll be quieter than usual throughout the next hour or so but they help fill in the fill in the gaps we've got a guest on east meets west no sadly it's not david campbell i know what you were all hoping and i'm sure it won't be a letdown sarah grieve has decided to to join us on east meets west to talk about wrestle kingdom hello sarah
1: <laughs> we're talking about wrestling
0: wrestling,
1: wrestling. everybody wrestling <laughs>
0: Yes and there is a lot of it to get through. Honestly, before we get into everything, you should remember to keep up with East Meets West, our features show us Central, everything that we've got going on here through the socials at Suplex Retweet on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Also make sure you join the Facebook community page on Facebook, get involved in the conversation, answer Campbell's question they insist on doing every week for Central. And you can follow you can follow us. On any good Android podcast site you choose to get your podcast from, whether that be Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, whatever. We're on all of them. All those shows are there on the back catalogue. Now, guys, shall we do this? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. But I don't know where else to start here on this, but to go right to the, the top of the car, the main thing this is all about, and it's the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Of course, it's one and two of Rissle kingdom we got two big matches to decide the fate of this championship. Uh, it's one of the main benefits of having the multi-night risk kings over the last couple of years is that they can tell a multi-night story with the world championship. You got Shingo Takagi, the reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, defending against uh, Kazuchika Okada, the G1 Climax winner, and the winner of that match will go on to to face Will Osprey, the uh, claim the former champion who claims he never lost the title and basically the winner will walk out the undisputed IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Grant, I've mentioned in the past uh, the way the story's kind of been told with, uh, with Okada versus Shingo, where, yeah, Shingo beat Okada twice early in the year. One of them, Okada was kind of had this, like, back injury he was dealing single Shingo take advantage of, and then they said, on oh, commentary, Kevin Karen Kelly's been saying that, oh, you know, Okada lost as much as Shingo won, As in, he didn't get Okada his best, and then, or during all through the gym, like, oh, the rainmaker Okada's back, and I still have this fear that Shingo's gonna have been set up to fail here. He's been set up to be the guy who loses to Okada, so we can have Okada Osprey in the dome, which we were meant to get early last year. And with the run that Shingo's had, I think he did more than that. Do you have that? Am I just, you know, getting too nervous because I love Shingo so much, or do you think I'm justified in that fear? No, nah, no, nah, the fear is real. I'm shitting myself that Shingo's going to
2: get dethroned on that first night, and it would be to me criminal because they built up someone new, someone different, someone fresh who carries himself like a champion. And despite everyone bitching about the the new belt, he makes the new belt look awesome as well. So, come on, Shingo, retain it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Shingo, like makes that belt work. Like it looks like it was made for him. I'm looking on the website. This would be his fourth defense when he faces Okada, so, you know, he's already the most, you know, defences in that title, given that the first two champions were lucky enough to get past one defence. Uh, Sarah, what do you make of this whole situation they've got going here? Do you like this whole storyline of, you know, the G1 winner and champion has tradition on one night, and then you've got somebody else who also has a claim to the title the following night?
1: I mean, it, it sometimes can have its moments, sometimes... You're just like, right, OK, you've clearly put something in just to just to make this work. Um, given the fact that Osprey did have to relinquish due to injury, this is where it does make sense. Um, there's not a lot of times that they could actually get away with this. Um, but it is something that I'm not looking forward to in the sense that you know, Okada versus Osprey is the one thing that it's been building towards for god knows how long, even like since the United Empire first came like first came to tuition. But he is Osprey's also been taking shots at Shingo. Um, obviously calling him like a fake champion and everything and whatnot. So what the one thing I would actually kind of <laughs> I would kinda of hope for is that, you know, the the two can't come to a, a full blown decision on night one, and they end up just having to do a three way match for it. But we all know that's not really New Japan style. So mm-hmm. I, I has, I has the fear that my baby Shingo is is going to, you know, lose the belt to Okada, and it's going to be Okada like main eventing two nights in a row. Which, as much as Okada is, you know, going to be the the full-blown poster child of New Japan for the for the foreseeable future. I don't want him to have even just another title run, even if it is for like a night or you know onwards after that. It was it's nice, it was nice and refreshing to have someone like Shingo because Shingo is someone that you would not expect to be in the main title picture. Like you've always sort of seen him in like the open or the neverwaits so or even like the tag division. So it is honestly, it was so nice and refreshing to see somebody else that wasn't Okada, that wasn't Naito, etc. It's like nothing against Naito and Okada, technically. It's just nice to see somebody new every now and again. That's kind of why I was really disappointed with the whole Ibushi thing when he won the G1 two years in a row to get nothing out of it.
0: I mean, as, as, as great a match as it'll be on night two if it ends up being Okada versus Osprey, I don't really have much interest in either outcome because either you have Okada when again is at another Tokyo domain event or you have the other story where Osprey's never beaten Okada so then Osprey, the heel walks out of Night 2 as the champion and given also the focus of, on Night 3 is all going to be New Japan versus you know Noah, the main opportunity you have to actually tell set up a story for whatever the next main New Japan show after this is is at the end of Night 2 and I don't know if they want to have you know kind of the the heel and you know, walking out victorious as the undisputed winner, whereas Shingo can has a real story here, because then he can, you know, t- to bed the claims against Okada that you know I didn't you know I beat you when you weren't hundred percent I can beat the rainmaker at his best. I don't think he's beaten Osprey one on one. He's lost in the Super Juniors, well uh, New Japan Cup, and he lost in Osprey first defense. And Osprey, like you said, has been taking shots. Something I beat you with a broken net. So you can shut up a loss Spree, and then say there's a ten-man tag on Night view with LIG versus a group from, uh, which I believe does have the current GHC champion on the other side. So you can have that as a main event Night Three, or you know, a team captain by the IWGP champion against a team captain by the GHC champion, or you know, top champions of, you know, each promotion leading a group of guys, you know, in the main event. And what's interesting about the whole idea of Law Spree, you know, being the main event Night Two is that he's nowhere to be found on the match listings for night three.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, would they have them win the walk out with the belt only to not appear on the final night? It,
1: it, it would be a bit strange to not have at least your champion, you know, representing the company, especially when it's... there's They're, they're trying to make a, a big deal out of this whole thing versus Noah, but without the champion, you're just like, well... Are they really that good, or...?
0: yeah. Because Okada's already got a featured spot uh, at night three, team with Tanahashi, but the uh, Kazuyamato's on the other end of the team they're facing. He doesn't really need to go in as the champion. You'll already be in a main event caliber match on that night. So can I assume that all three of us are firmly team Shingo on this one?
2: Oh yeah. I'll I'll give it I'll give it one exception. The only way that I'll accept it is if Okada wins both nights is that former ESSR member Stephen Wilson will be greatly dismayed and that will
1: give him some sort of joy, so there is a
2: (laughs) consolation there. That's the only
1: thing that will make it good, yeah.
2: That's our former illustrious leader, now that we report to David Campbell, the GOAT. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So, should uh, Shingo come out of this, you know, beating Osprey and Okada back-to-back nights is also a big deal. So, once the whole thing with Noah's done where do you guys gonna would talk for a single to go next if he is still the champion?
1: Next year's G1 winner. <laughs> Shibata. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, like that.
2: I
1: do. Know. I mean it's it's a shame that like the match like Shibata's match we'll talk about it maybe a little bit later. It's the fact that you know <laughs> Shingo's already got a match that night. If see if it be, see if Shabat's match had been on night two, that would have been just a nice, you know, out of anyone to expect to come out and face Shingo Uh Shabbat It's like, haha, Shingo Takagi, but it's on the same night, which is kind of sad.
0: Yeah, let's go into that match now because I was going to save it for a little later on. But why not talk about because I think in a lot of people's minds, I'm sure Grant included uh, this is as much of a main event as anything else. here, the idea of Catherine uh, about returning to wrestling, you know, an actual singles match for the first time since 2017. You know, uh, Sir, so we and Grant discussed it uh, on East meets West. But try some of your reaction when uh, we had that out of nowhere five minute exhibition <laughs> with SJ at the G1 final. <laughs> I
1: mean, is... <laughs> oh, just I let Grant speak. I'm just like, oh. I, I
2: just need to. I just need to reemphasize that you know, at that five minutes, it's better than six. It's okay. Daniel's not listening to this, so we're safe.
1: He likes Grant, Japanese you on- wrestling. He actually might, Grant. And for once, it's not me that's talking about it. But it's nice to know how you feel, Grant. I don't
0: know what, what, what Grant's on about, but being better than Grant's never lasted longer than five minutes. Who, how would you different? know? <laughs> I speak from a time of bitter disappointment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> from the camera, have clearly got set up in his room. Um,
0: <laughs> and he parts at the end as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the minute that like, they announced um, like Shabbat returning, I was actually at work <laughs> when this happened. And I got a message through from not only Daniel, but um, from Ian Skinner who obviously has a Shibata tattoo on, on his shoulder like it was just like Naya was jumping he's just like he's back he's back and I'm like what's going on what's going on and just Ian Skinner is just like my dad has returned <laughs> he's returned <laughs> and I'm just like dude why are you crying so loudly but oh just the excitement it's just like I don't know what it is it's just you thought he was never coming back. It's almost as it's almost as good as Christian's return. It will just never top it for me.
0: I think <sighs> part of the intrigue for me going is is just how much he can do. Like I know he's been taking bumps as part of, you know, the trainer for the LA Dojo he did that bump after the exhibition saying that, you know, next time I'm in this ring I'll have a proper match. And, you know, I'm hopeful this is a case of like a Christian or a Daniel Bryan in that he had a serious injury. But the fact they took that time away means that they can come back more like, and move more like they did before. And uh, this is the fourth match on the card, uh, right in the middle of night one. So, you know, I think some people are going to need a match or two after this to you know, cool down from how hopefully great it will be. But we should bear in mind, we're recording this a few days before uh, the show is set to go out. Because then that means the show can go out a few days before Wrestle Kingdom. So hopefully you can listen to this before Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> so I'm just saying this now. We don't know who the opponent is going to be and we're hoping to keep it a surprise until the show and Geyor doesn't be a bastard about it and go ahead and have them announce it before this comes out to make us look like dicks. Uh, At least they gave us the rules.
1: I know. I, like, See when you said there about it being like like the position on the card, it's slap bang in the middle. It's a catch wrestling real match. so There's no strikes. It is a nice cool down match in my opinion it's not one that's that you know is going to be over the top and flashy it's just going to be proper technical and it's something that you can just actually like be amazed while you know slowing your heart rate probably you know because it's coming it's coming after lij versus united empire which is gonna be a heavy hitting match and we all know that for a fact um so i would say it's a very good place in the card And the fact that you do have, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, the surprise of whoever it's going to be. Like when you sit and look at everyone that's on the card for like that night, I was like, I kind of hoped it would have been Tanahashi, but he's already got a match. Um, But yeah, it's a very, very good place on the card considering that you know it's literally a catch wrestling match. Perfect. It's a perfect execution, I think.
0: That's what I love about a big show, especially a wrestling Kingdom with New Japan, is that there's something different with each match, and something for everybody. Because you look at the actual rundown of night one, particularly, you have got the pre-show match, you know, the big Rambo, you know, multi-man match, which is yeah. obviously always a bit of fun. You open with Yo versus Show, which is a personal, you know, feud of a tag team. A couple of cool, down, you know, tag matches that just set you up for the next night, and then you get this, and then. You get a never to your match which involves EC, which will hopefully hopefully involve them kicking evil's teeth out. Yes! So, you know, there's something different for everybody across this card. So So Grant, you and I kinda of broke down the uh, some what we felt were the obvious candidates considering, you know, the idea of travel restrictions and everyone else being otherwise occupied across the three nights. Okay, go to each of you and get your best guess of who this could possibly be that's opponent especially given the character wrestling rules stated
2: i am still going to go with one of my earlier guesses i'm going to go with suzuki um even though it says no strikes suzuki can do a solid submission he's got a solid base with grappling and things like
0: that as well so i think he would be an appropriate opponent for him that that is something without strikes that's still a match i want to i want to see just hearing the opening notes of his song play, that would just be enough to get into <laughs> what what's about to come. Obviously Suzuki would be a great matchup, but if it wasn't Suzuki, who would you like it to be?
1: Um, if not Suzuki, because obviously Suzuki would have been an awesome choice. Um Hiroki Goto would have probably been a good choice for me. Um just knowing that like, he can do little bits of everything. And I'm starting to really, you know, come to love him.
0: I kind of wish that they'd moved the tag team title match tonight too, so that ZSJ could have been free, <laughs> so they could have had another go at their match from the G1. You know, catch wrestling, you know, proper techers and all that.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's other options. Me and Graham mentioned, you know, we, you know, I, I, we kind of closed. But if a bushi was able to come back for this, or because like if it's, it has to be someone who's in Japan. Because if they're not in Japan, they have to already be isolating right now. And, I think maybe somebody would have spotted them you know, coming out of the country Rocky Romero! So I think it rules, <laughs> so think it rules out somebody like uh, like a Jay White or something like that even though... You again, never know, he might
1: be he might be back, he might just be but, hiding.
0: It'd be nice to see him in fucking Japan, you know <laughs> Yeah, get your arse over here
1: He might already be there, you never know because he is, he, <laughs> Jay White is the biggest tease out of everybody that I have seen in wrestling, he knows how to be sneaky and be quiet and have nobody know what he's doing.
2: That is true. He is a sneaky little shit.
1: He really is. <laughs> so if not, go, it's going to be if not, it's going to
0: be <laughs> oh, <that's awful. laughs> imagine if it was. <laughs> we'll
1: be watching that this one the day. That? We'll be texting each other, going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> no, I, I
0: honestly <laughs> so can't support. wait for. Too <laughs> bad it's the phone after all this time. Chase Owens
1: <laughs> Oh no! No, i have be screaming at my new TV.
2: <laughs> I can't wait for it to be Taguchi and he makes Taguchi submit using some way of stretching his arsehole in a new way that he never knew he could do.
1: <laughs> no, I really wanted to be. I, I want to be Rocky Romero now. Uh.
2: That
0: would be a good That's shout.
1: Good. Or Yano! We need Yano! <laughs>
0: That's the issue with this whole thing. Like, it seems like everybody else has somehow got something else on, <laughs> which really rules them out. So it makes it hard to know who it's going to be. But after this, I mean, we all assume Sipat is going to win, right?
1: Oh, uh, well, hopefully. You'd hope so. You'd hope so. You'd hope, you know, hope
0: so. <laughs> you never know. But you know, Regardless of the result, is this him, do you guys think this is him back? we'll what do you think it's going to be a while after us until we, till we see him again
1: I think he's going to be like John Cena and just turn up every now and again
2: yeah I think, I think it's going to be like a, a sporadic appearance until they're more confident and sure
0: of his
1: that he's not dead medicals <laughs> aye pretty much
0: <laughs> yeah I think part of the reason they've added the catch rules is again to have it be similar and structure sort of sort of like to the five minute you know UWF like, rules that they had with the and obviously, depending on how well this goes, I think that's when they'll make the decision of whether how comfortably they feel like putting him back in a more regular, you know, basis. Yeah,
2: makes but, total sense. Like they don't want to rush it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to rush it. like given also the severity of the injuries that he that he did have. But it's just happy, you know, to see him. You know, so 2022 is already looking better than 2021 or 2020 combined. So <laughs> gotta look at the positives. Uh, Something I was going to go into earlier before we got sidetracked with you know all the glory that Uh I think if they hadn't been doing this all across two nights, you know, we all he's the real champion, and and they just get to the IWGP title, be defending against the G1 winner. They could add that on winning, and I think this match could easily have been a contender to have event a different night of Wrestle Kingdom, and it's the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match, which puts the two-time Best of Super Juniors winner. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi, now only the second man to do a back-to-back after Tiger Mask, uh, taking on El Desperado. Uh, now, this is going to be a good one, and I think it's also going to be a long one, because their first best Super Juniors match, you know, they only faced off in the finals. Uh, that went just over 30 minutes, and then the most recent Super Juniors, they went a 30-minute draw. So, they're going to just go hell for either this time around, I'm feeling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Like, Because every, everyone knows that Heru is my guy. He is my ultimate bae. And El Desperado is also one of the best juniors that I've seen in so goddamn long that when there was the possibility of them two, for, you know... The junior heavyweight championship at Wrestle Kingdom. I was sold. I was like, if that's not gonna happen, then I'm gonna burn the dome to the ground. Um, maybe not in so many words. But um <laughs> <laughs> it it's I can see this actually, you know, the fact is it's in between the the tag match and the main event. Now we know that Dangerous Techers, they don't tend to, you know, leave the ground. Um, And I still can't believe that Yoshihashi is in a title match Um, (laughs) at the the Tokyo Dome. I can't believe that. Um, But, like, Goto and Yoshihashi again are two folk. that don't tend to leave the ground. So, sticking it after a very, very technical, what is going to probably be a very technical match and put it before again, what is going to more likely be a striking technical match that you've got, you know, got to get the heart rate back up and like watching you know, flippy shit, instead of opening with the junior match, which is something that we, we know is something that's more traditionally done in Japan, and um, but they've decided that they're gonna go with you and show. Um the it, it's something that it does it gets you it gets that pent-up excitement all done and out of the way and the fact that we know that these two have got insane chemistry with each other in the ring. That it wouldn't surprise me if they actually surpassed and went to at least forty-five minutes in this match. Would not surprise me. It'll be fucked, but it wouldn't surprise me.
0: That's what I said to to Grant before uh, on the last podcast. That uh, <laughs> like, given that you got Okada back in the main event, and we know how long those traditional Tokyo Dome main events can go. Uh, that plus these two, you get a good hour of solid wrestling, hour fifty <laughs> minutes just uh, two these two matches alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you and Show, I don't care about them too. Like, it's it's a traditional oh, breakup of a tag team. They can get 10 minutes to open the show <laughs> as long as Desperado and Romo get that extra time because they'll, they'll they'll make it worth it.
0: I'm very intrigued how this is going to go, Grant, because that was, you know, we, it seems like they've been building this show for, you know, re- building this rematch, but with the title online for a while. Then they gave you that roadblock of Robbie Eagles, you know getting in the way and then you had to almost go back to the super juniors so i think you know it's one of those little bits of long-term booking that we haven't actually seen as much of as we would really like the last couple of years in new japan through the pandemic but this is an example of you know making you wait for the eventual payoff and having it on the biggest stage
2: yeah that's like the the fact that they've done the, the right thing Holding off to Wrestle Kingdom because let's face it, we all we always knew we wanted this match. It was mm-hmm. it was just a case of when. Um giving them semi main event on the biggest stage is absolutely phenomenal. And to me, the right call for this one is Sarah says Sarah but El Desperado should go over in this circumstance.
1: No, he should not. No
2: I expect to see a good old I get, I I expect to see an El Pinche loco. One, two, three, by the end of this, because Hiromo has had a long, long time heading that division. Well deserved. Now is the time to give other people a little chance of it. And El Desperado, to me, has been more than it. anything. has been one of the driving forces of the junior division in the pandemic. Um, so sorry to say that, you know, because you know how much I love Hiromo as well, but uh, Mr Belt is not going home yet.
1: I want Mishabelle to come home. And I i know that I'm literally, I am so contradicting of myself because earlier I said, it's nice to see somebody new as I head the head of the vision. But no, <laughs> when it comes to Romu, he tops everything. He, but no, it, it, you, you do need other people. It's just, my love for Hiromu is just, clearly clouded my judgement so I'm not I'm not a very good source for this one <laughs>
0: yeah. At the risk of making it seem like we're ganging up on you Sarah I'm actually rooting for El Desperado as well it doesn't,
1: because... make a, it doesn't make a ganging up on me it's just you're being rational whereas I am being emotional
0: Yes, We're going with our heads not our hearts unfortunately exactly. but it's just the way things are going you got one <laughs> draw and one win for Hiromus so you know I want Death Bay to get his uh you now get his own back, you know, to quote, you "No, know, got quote the old Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> you know, <laughs> plus, like, I think we need a little bit of something new in the junior division, especially for the singles title, because you've we've actually got to see a bit of fresh or stuff with, like, Desperado defending against, like, Tavishi Mori. Then Eagles coming in and winning it for a while. You know, and maybe Haromo can now go back to the tag team, because, you know, in the last few years, it seems to be Haromo goes after the title, wins it, he loses it, chases it again, or wins it, he gets injured. Comes back, chases it again, wins it again. <laughs> yeah, a, we we have a repetitive loop. I think if he gets out of the loop for a while, he can go a bit longer before he gets injured again.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, there's there's a plus. There's other titles that he can chase. Just because he's a junior doesn't mean he can't go for like the United States or the Intercontinental or the Never or the Open Weight or even just you know team with Bushi and be Junior Tag Champs. There's other championships yeah. out there. <laughs>
2: I think he might struggle to go for the Intercontinental.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <was> gonna say, <laughs> unless he's got a time machine, you know. Wish he could.
1: Yeah, um, yeah I can, well, you never know, right? They might introduce the title again if, you know, if Okada gets his way and gets rid of the shiny new belt.
2: In fact, here's a, here, here's a booking point for you. If, if Hiromu loses and decides, no, I'm going after the junior tag belts, does it no come across a little bit like he's copying Nitel?
1: I mean, he does look up to Naito. Naito's what brought him into L I J, like, personally brought him in. So, of course, he would need, a you know, a father figure to look up to. And Daryl's probably, you know, whispering in his ear, saying, be like Naito.
2: Be like Naito. You know I don't want you taking this advice to heart, and I don't want you, like, hearing a voice in your head going, be like Ross. Be
0: like Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but uh, I think Hiromu could definitely do for anything he wants. Hell, have him go after ECE and the never title after this. You know, because we saw how great their match was in the New Japan Cup, which we wouldn't have gotten, had the pandemic not been a thing. So a rematch of that, please and thank <laughs> you. But you know, could do just betting, But I think we need a few new people, you know, leading up the junior singles division at the minute, because, you know, Desperado probably feels like a champion Eagles did well in the role you know, for a while. You know, then, but then on you know, the other end, while Heron was around, you know, you got people like EC who seemingly struggle to be seen as like the main guy in the division while Heron was still around. I think Heron needs to take yeah. a break from going after that particular belt.
1: He can make his own new belt. Then he can bring back the EC <laughs> <IT> title. <laughs> he can do a miss and find it and declare himself champion.
0: He could. You never know. Uh, <laughs> It's kind of a, it's the kind of first thing we've got, there's been a form of a disagreement, it's a 2-to-1 in uh. favour of Desperado, but you know, Snedda could always have the laugh laugh when it comes to this match, we never know, <laughs> we'll have to wait till January 4th. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about things we're excited about so far, but to quote my python, and now for something completely different, and we must talk about Grant's favourite faction, the House of Torture. Uh. And he's immediately muted himself, so he doesn't have to talk about. Him. I don't want it. <laughs> I talk COVID. I don't want it. There's I know. You no, know, we're under the regime of Dear Campbell, so we must talk about evil for at least five to ten minutes. No. But that doesn't say that we can't talk about how much we want to see evil get battered. as he randomly has been given a never open weight title shot. I want to check my ASU.
1: contract. I want to check my contract. I never agreed to this.
0: David Campbell's contracts are very simple. It just says, "Don't forget, you're here forever." That's all it says.
1: Oh crap!
0: (laughs) You gotta (laughs) read the fine print, sir. Yeah, Yeah, the fact that ECE was in the champion, Oh, I didn't get a chance to watch the ending of Battle in the Valley till much later than after it came out. So when Evil popped up on Dynamite with the Never Tail, I was like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was a shock to me. But yet, j still in America for some reason. But, you know, Evil, you know, that's going to become his belt. No, oh, sorry. He sees the Never going to become his belt. Uh, you know, six-time champion. Uh, and yeah, I want to see him in a featured spot. And I want to see him batter Evil to get his own back from when Evil and Dictogan, you just screwed him over back at Summer Struggle.
1: Yeah. But down with Evil.
0: Down with I that just, sort of thing.
1: His, His turn. Like, in the New Japan Cup. It was so promising. What (laughs) happened? It was. It was so promising. Because, like, he was turning more evil. And then he was like, oh, I'm now joining Bullet Club. And then it just went downhill. And it was like, it was so promising. I had such high hopes for it. And then this happened. He teamed with a pimp.
0: (laughs) He he turned silly (laughs) evil. And then lost the belts, and slowly but surely went downhill. Especially after, you know, Sonada beat him, which at Wrestle Kingdom last which was the right result. But now you know he's he's a margarine of evil. He's a diet coke of evil. Now. he's
1: a diet coke of evil that's friends with a pimp.
0: And, Cho, who and, Bray, and a show. And frame. And wash <laughs> show. It was a funny face that has a wrench. <laughs> so, it's like it's like what would happen if Bow the Builder had an emo face?
1: Oh God. <laughs>
0: Uh. Oh. I mean, Yujiro just got led astray.
2: Yujiro was a a lovely young gentleman <laughs> with a fine a fine business. I, I will have none of this mocking. I'll have none of this mocking of the pimps. I supported the Godfather back in the day with the hot train, and I support Yujiro in his modern endeavours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Udrill has had a hard go of That we all know, pimping ain't easy. A bit pimp. There he's falling with a bad crowd and his mother was very saying, like, I told you not be hanging with that evil, you will lead you yesterday so evil." <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think we've got anything to say about the never title match on Night One other than, you know... Go on, Ishii! <laughs> yeah, we won Ishii about our evil. I, I think him two
1: ma- real black eyes. Yeah!
0: And then dro- and drop Dick <laughs> Trogon on his head while you're at it. Nah, twice, <laughs> for good measure.
1: Maybe, a little bit, maybe an extra time. Just just for good luck.
0: And be times a charm. <laughs> so we, so we do have another match involving Hisocha, which I think is more promising, which was the opener tonight Night 1, uh, which will be Sho versus Yo Part 2. Uh, obviously, we saw how it went, and the, the piece in the Tokyo Dome before at uh, Wrestle Grand Slam, which obviously basically a set-up to reveal that Sho was now in Billet Club, but now Yo had that great run through the Super Juniors, and now does it feel, Grant? Does it feel a bit too choreographed that maybe you will get his win back? You know, because this guy has, you know, vibes of Sanada Evil from last year.
2: Yeah, there's. It's a very similar kind of situation. Although, I'm wondering if they'll maybe give Show the win just for the fact that he has the humiliation of doing a verbal submission mm-hmm. without a submission. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I. We will always remember that. <laughs> we'll always remember this, but. You know, I don't know if Yo really, I don't really I don't know if Sho really needs to win because then we've got randomly a, a, a never six-man title match the next night because there's have draw the to six-man champs but they're going against Yoshihashi, Goto but not Ishii, they've got Yo in there to take his place for some reason which again, is, out of everything on the, across both nights, this is one of the decisions I find the most baffling Like, who, who booked this shit? This is all art about face
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, see when you look at it right like they've they you know how they tend to do like the whole tag matches before they actually face off one on one like mm-hmm. it just it feels a bit you know not for i wouldn't even say forced on it's just more pointless mm-hmm. to. To then, obviously, have them face off on night one and then have them both in the six-man tag team match. Like, that's clearly why Yo's obviously been popped in. Um mm-hmm. But unless it's just to sort of give Yoshihashi a bit of personality,
0: who knows?
1: <laughs> I shouldn't be dissing my man Yoshihashi. <laughs> I shouldn't be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean... I I just mentioned. He does have one of the more, worst modern finishers of all time with that butterfly lock. To be fair, yeah,
1: that's true.
0: No amount of you know world tag league wins can ever erase that. No. But but I, but this match on night two does feel like this. You could have easily thrown this on one of the road to Tokyo Dome shows, mm-hmm. and nothing would have really changed. So I think if Yo if Yo uh, loses, then it kind of devalues almost his win on night one if he does win and then if Yoshihashi and Koto win if they somehow manage to come out as the tag champs on night one then that means that the House of Torture will try and take a claim to the tag titles and you know I just want them to stay with the six man belts don't look at any other belts not just stay. you've got your own you've got your own stay stay away
2: oh. this match just should not be it's it's, it's no. as simple as that it is It's you know, it, it, plus I'm I'm just staring at the the graphic again, and I'm just getting remembered reminded of Bo Selector face Yoshihashi. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, if you look at any, if you look at all the match graphics for Wrestle Kingdom sixteen, and look at Yoshihashi, he looks like a Bo Selector character. I want you to show that to Dan later and tell me what he says because he will not unsee it like I did. Send,
1: send me the specific picture you want me to show him and I'll, I'll show him when we're done recording. <laughs> <sighs> oh. See, now I've just got both selectors stuck in my head. So when I watch Wrestle Kingdom and I see my man Yoshihashi, I am just going to picture that and it'll... Maybe they can a little better bear for me.
2: Can I get a butterfly lock? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no! Oh no, oh no, oh no!
0: I think, I, think we've, uh, I, I will not be able to unsee that either, but we've talked enough about the House of Torture for one day. So, let's look on something a bit more positive. Let's raise spirits up a little bit and talk about the New Japan Rambo. <laughs> yeah, No! <laughs> And you're t- probably sitting at home listening and thinking, this, what the fuck is a New Japan <laughs> Rambo? And I'll tell you. On the pre-show for night one, we will have the Rambo as a 20-man basically rumble style match. He's also pin and submit. And the final four people, the last four remaining, will go on to a four-way on night two, which will, which is randomly put in the middle of the cards like match three on night two in that four-way. And the winner will become the KOPW 2022 Provisional Trophy Holder and you gotta hold that trophy until the end of year to be crowned the king of pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, y- y- Yano's Jan-
1: forever. it's Yano's forever. Alright, we all know that this is just going to be Yano's title until he decides to retire. He's a two time, you know, holder, two years in a row since like since its inception. that like, he's managed to hold on to this.
0: Yeah, like it was in the summer of twenty twenty. the He held it to the end of the year, was crowned king of for wrestling twenty twenty. Lost it. Uh, mid won, the, won it in 2021 he got qualified for the foray because it just so happened to be. by the time he got to the ring as the final entrant there were only three people left in the ring that was, was
1: amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was the freshest on that day. he won the match he held the QPW 2021 provisional title lost it in the summer to Chase Owens brutally worked for that boy until he got it back <laughs> uh, which sounds weird at of context but that's pretty much what happened <laughs> uh, until he got it back won it and then managed to fend off Karamaru uh, on Christmas Eve to, to. We declared the KOPW 2021. So now we've got like a provisional champ for 2022. So I think we all can tell. Okay, one of the participants in the hallway has got to be Yano. It's just a case <laughs> of who's joining him.
1: Uh, um, not Chase Owens. Let's just hope. Let's just hope that he gets killed in the match. Maybe, no, okay, maybe not killed, but named or seriously injured. And. <laughs> um,
0: Jay
1: White <laughs> Yeah. Imagine Jay White on the bloody dark match
0: I know Jay White doesn't return to fight Shibata but he returns for this
1: <laughs> He returns for the Rambo I mean with all fairness who might actually discount the fact that Yano might be the one that comes out and faces Shibata <laughs>
0: who, who knows, <laughs> who knows? Who knows?
1: <laughs> um, but I mean consider that like, it's the usuals so I mean you get you get like your Rocky Romero's and your, your, you know the people that don't quite make it onto the card which it is such a shame and see if the fact if best friends etc and Orange Cassidy ha- weren't going to be in AEW over the new year I would have loved to see like the new members of Chaos
0: join
1: mm-hmm.
0: in with this ramble match, it would have been so cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah. It, I think <laughs> Master Wall needs to go through to the four-way because you know, I feel bad for him. He had a decent run in the, the Super Genies. He felt like he'd really started developing. And then Buddy, probably because Shiguchi was jealous that Wattle managed to beat him during the tournament he patched. them went, like, oh no, I'm going to team with my pal Rocky for the tag titles. So, like, <laughs> you can... So there'd be no ass masters in this show. So that needs to go through. Bad luck finally. Because, you know, salute the general.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah,
0: no. Mm -hmm. And... Kanemaru. Yes. Kanemaru or Doki, one of those two.
1: Or the return of Kota (laughs) Abushi.
0: Again, I don't know what would be more (laughs) strange or out of place. The idea of Abushi being in this orgy (laughs) light. Because might fit into this. You know, he's got that history in DDT.
1: That is also true. And given the fact that we all know just how crazy Kota she is, he could have just, like, walked in thinking this is the main event. Hmm. Oh.
2: So many options. So <laughs> There's many so
1: options. many options. And this is where we can get Let Our minds Go Wild. But, yeah, no, I was just supposed to say, imagine if it was like a main event or, like literally walking in. It's just like, I would, because remember this was Okada's doing, like he's the one that created this and I'm surprised he's no, you know, at least contended for it.
0: <laughs> it's hard to think who would actually be involved in this because again, a lot of people are otherwise occupied. you got to have your, your legends in this probably. So get lower, like faction, people in factions who don't have anything else really to do. Uh, across the night so like you take Kanamaru Doki look uh, okay, at Suzuki in this as you just battered everybody
1: yeah this is the same sort of thing that like, you'll have like Bushy etc like anyone that's sort of kind of around but that's not on the card unless Shiva just decides he's going to show up in the Rambo as well <laughs> and then that sets up his match later on who knows yeah
0: you kind of can paraphrase Vincent Man. Anything can happen in the New Japan. Remember,
1: <laughs> Gino Gambino. Well,
0: oh yes, yes. <laughs> Bring back, Gino. God, yes. Gino and Doki can go through together. The Doki Choki.
1: Oh no! Not again! <laughs>
0: it's the greatest submission move in all of wrestling. The uh, Doki Choki. He's <laughs> got he's he's proven by one match every Super Junior I tell you, give it five, ten years, he'll win the Super Juniors. Oh no. I guarantee you. <laughs> For the most part looking at night one, we've talked about the majority of the matches, other than you kind not make a passing reference to it. But uh Yoshihashi and Goto came out of well, nowhere in my opinion, to win the World Tag League. Uh, and they will be going up against dangerous Taggers Zach Sabre Jr. and Tai. Chi. Now, we've seen this matchup before, but I think they're telling the story that you know that you know after the whole run of the Six Man Titles being the most successful Six Man Yoshi Yoshiaki's got this new kind of reinvigorated fire under him, and that's what's helped them um, and uh, Go have the success as a tie team. And what do you guys think of Yoshiaki and Go walking out of here with the Tai team titles? Yes. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's it's
0: it's definitely possible.
2: I mean, we say like they came out of nowhere. They won pretty much every fucking match in the World yeah. Tag League. It's like <laughs> I was like, wait, they're not losing. Yoshihashi's winning.
1: What? It's, it's not even surprising. <laughs> it's not surprising for Hiroki Goto, like, but when if, when you when you have it, Yoshihashi, like, we make fun of Yoshihashi, like, but. He can, he can actually pull it out of a bag when he cares enough to do it. But
2: no else? To- he can pull oh, it out of a bag. He can- <laughs> no,
1: he no, else? no, no. He can
2: pull his face out of a bag as well with that bow-selector face. Imagine going for a collar and elbow tie-up with that and it's just staring you, lifeless eyes. like nah, get it the wait, fuck away I'm
1: waiting for the day that Yoshihashi comes out with just, out of the blue, a new finishing move and we're all going to be shocked.
2: <laughs> I will not be ready for it
0: if <laughs> she just we should just rename it if it comes out with a new fan name we just rename it in our own heads to both select or something like that oh fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no
0: but like the reason I say like they came out of nowhere is because like Grant you, you remember going into this World Tag Week you and I were looking at it basically as a case of oh this is L.I.G.'s tournament to win with maybe you know Girls of Destiny or the empires, dark Star Horses and just a, just below them, Goto and Yoshihashi. Even though Goto's already had already won the tournament twice by that point, and you know, now he's a three time winner. But like I didn't expect them to not only win but have the run that they had again, finishing on eighteen goddamn points. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Who who booked this? What Johan Gato? I know. It's like when you like when this new year of lockdown we suddenly realize that you're already halfway through the year, like where did where did all that come from? Where did all the time go? Like <laughs> i like, where did all these points for Yoshihashi and Goto come from? I was <laughs> like, do I need to recheck this? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind saying you know, I mean, that. It helps freshen up the, the tight Division for a little bit, you know, and then, because cause also it would allow for a glorious meltdown from Zack Sabre during the idea of losing to Yoshihashi. He already is still claiming that he, he got his shoulder up when they lost the the World Tag League final. So <laughs> <laughs> you know Here you see that mix up and then you've got girls of destiny back in or maybe the united empire i think it could lose the like some freshening up which the the heavyweight tie division sorely needs <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah.
1: i'm just looking at pictures of yoshi hashi in there and he's just trying to look cool in half of them <laughs>
0: Again, one of the biggest like mysteries when you need to get the a conspiracy theory episode on is what is with the staff? Why, why why the staff? You call yourself the headhunter. What 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 is the connection here? What have you actually head in your life? I know because that
2: fucking butterfly lock does no damage to anyone's head. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> who, who knows? But talking with Tide Division that needs to kind of a shake up, We if the title changes in this match. We will have the 69th IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tight Champions as the Flying Tigers, uh, Tiger Master Robbie Eagles, defend in a triple threat, a rare triple threat match in New Fan against Bullet Club's cutest tight team of El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. And the mega coaches, Rocky Romero and Uski Toguchi. Toguchi was the 69th IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Now he wants to be the 69th Tight Champion. Why he's not doing with Master of the the ask Masters can be the sixth time champs. I know that's not their official name, but their actual title name is Team 6 or 9. And now we all know what that the missing towards, and they're not even going to have them go for the sixty-nine title. For shame, Kato.
1: He <laughs> likes the 69, needs, what can we say?
2: It, it needs to happen. Toguchi to needs to be the one to get this. The, the gods have willed it, the gods have decreed it, Swear to god if El Fantasma fucks this over I will hunt him down myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> It would be sudden death for all our dreams But you know Toguchi would get all of this obviously Finally you not know, being the both times champion For the tag and the junior heavyweight But Rocky Romero this, Has the most IWGP junior heavyweight Tag reigns of any single Competitor with 8 Across a team with Dave Richards, As the Ever hooligans with Alex Kozloff and Rapongi Vice with Trent Barreta, but this would make him a nine-time junior heavyweight tag team champion if he would to win with Taguchi. So both men could actually make some history here. got happen. Make, so. <laughs> make it so. Make it so. Make it so. what are your thoughts on going? Because me and Grant have, you know, been very spoken about, you know, the the handling of the uh, handling of the junior heavyweight tag division. Uh, during the last year, where it seems to be from what I can last remember when I was looking at the the stats that I found it's like 70% of title matches that happened in 2021, the bloody titles changed hands.
1: <laughs> I mean, when it comes to this and anything to do with Rocky Rom- Romero, I'm all for so <laughs> I will easily back you guys. I mean as much as you know, Robbie Eagles is an up-and-comer and he's got a bright future he does, but the future also should be the 69ers because <laughs> <laughs> you know to get she loves the 69. So, I had to get in, I had to get it in.
2: It had to be there, it was, it had to be no other way about it. Absolutely
0: okay. That's the only reason I still do this show. I mean, I want ESP to get into 69 episodes, 69 episodes, and then we're just gonna stop. You get the 16 episodes and I'm like I think we're good there, that's a perfect number of episodes then we're just going to leave it there I have like, I think you'd agree with me
2: I'm 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 all on board with this, we stop at perfection
0: Yes, absolutely there's nowhere to go from there but you know, speaking of people who have nowhere to go, see what I did there seemingly, uh, it's L.I.J because, you know, surely you think Sonata and Naito would have a bigger spot on uh, on the biggest show of the year, but randomly they seem to have just started a, a feud with the United Empire. They're going to have a six man tag on night one with Sonata, Naito, and Bushi taking on a uh, uh, Okan, Dev yeah. Cobb, and Will Osby, why Hanari's not taking this button, Osprey's not focusing on his match on night two, I don't fucking know. And then you're going to have Great Okan vs Sonata, night two, and Cobb versus Naito on night too as well in both special singles matches. Now, I know Giorgan is putting a lot in behind him. Cobb had a hell of a year in 2021 with that G1 that he went through, but I would have thought they were going to do some stuff with LIJ They would have a bit more build. And not would set this up on like the final night of Super Juniors and World Tag Tagley and say oh yeah, now this is happening. Because, you know, as fans of LIJ, it just feels like a bit of a, oh, we need them on the card. You'll fight These guys.
1: Zero <laughs> <laughs> free not got free um, yeah, no. These are the other guys free mm-hmm. Book it <laughs> Book it uh,
0: Book I, I know, it know, Am I be, am I, am I, am I being too down on this Or what do you guys think
1: I think hmm, I mean it, it's also Very much similar to you know the six man tag that goes on before, um, because again, that's that's just rich, really Tanahashi and like the Mega Coaches against Bullet Club, that leads on to, you know, night the night two matches essentially. Um, so at least that has kind of purpose, but, yeah. um, I I I, sh- I should have something to say about it, but no, you're right, like. Considering that Osprey has got like that match on night two, it's very, very surprising to see him in a match on night one instead of maybe just perhaps being at ringside. Um, you know, conserving his energy, because he's probably gonna use that as an excuse if he loses on night two, to be like, Well, I was in that match on night one and it really took it out of me. Yeah, um, nobody was like, asked
0: you to be in that match, well.
1: I, <laughs> nobody wanted it. <laughs> no we didn't ask for this. Um, so it is kind of surprising that you know that he's in the match who knows if he's going to do anything in the match that's another question um but i think they just sort of needed something for these guys to do and they had an an empty match so like all right we'll we'll stick another tag match on the card because the second half of the show is literally what four singles and a tag Mm. so
0: yeah very much I just I think it, with that these two matches randomly added on night two and the sixth man before that it kind of does make the the latter half of uh of night two kind of before the two title matches at the end seem kind of a meh kind of a real kind of lightless especially when you compare it to night one you know I know you're a big fan of night one and Sonata. were you hoping for for bigger things for these two on on a uh, Wrestle Kingdom
2: I. The fact that they got diddled at the World Tag League just outraged me. Mm-hmm. Um, and now to see, well, I can already imagine your reaction as soon as you saw Sanada and the Great Okan. I could just imagine you were like, fucking dance, this the dream match I've always wanted of my
0: whole life. I was born for this. He <laughs> I mean, is a strong word for how I feel about Great Okan. I just don't want to see him wrestle ever. <laughs> but like, I just watched him with the Mongolian chat. It's like, I, I, I look at that like, no, you know, they, they treat the word fetch and Mean Girls, like, stop trying to make the Mongolian chops happen. They're not <laughs> Is happening.
1: That go- Is that going to happen?
0: not happening. <laughs> I mean, I mean Naito v Cobb, I think will be really good. But Sanada and just does not fill me with much optimism.
2: Nah, it's it, to me it's going to come across, uh, like, and you know, I love Sanada to bits, but the, it's two people that are slow and methodical wrestlers, and it, it's got the chance to surprise people, but I feel it would have been better Sanada and Cobb
0: mm-hmm.
2: and Naito and Okan. But then Naito and Okan's been done already, so it's kind of
0: shit. Yeah. I mean, Naito Cobb, you know, you got Naito, the kind of slower wrestler against a big athletic powerhouse and Cobb. That'll be a hell of a match. But, you know, I think they would have been better off if they did, like, the, the six-man uh, on night one as just the main match for them. But, like, take... Osprey and put Hanari in as kind of a faction kind of warfare style thing or just do Hanari and Cobb or just do like, uh, like Cobb and uh, Great O'Khan taking on uh, night on Sanana standard tag match I don't need this whole tag match on one night to set up for a singles match that they didn't even won in the first place on night two <laughs> you
2: know. it, definitely, it definitely feels a bit wasteful in regards to the fact they could have done other things mm mm-hmm.
0: You know what well, I am looking forward to? Because after those matches on 8-2, we do have a no-disqualification match with Kenta uh, as Steve Gellman says on, because it is an all-cap, taking on the former IWGP US champion, uh, Hiroshi Ashi, the guy that Kenta defeated for the title after uh, months as the rights holder lost to John Moxley, got another shot against Tanahashi, and is now the 11th uh, US champion. Very rare to see a, uh no DK match, but it makes sense if it's going to be the US title, we're getting that Western influence in, and said, so I said this to you on our last East Meets West episode, I want Kenta to win this match, not just because, you know, I love Kenta but because the idea that he's on the New Japan roster, but he's wrestling on the North side on night three, so I want him to go in there with, teaming with guys from Wrestling North while holding a New Japan title to team Again, to group of guys from New Japan, as just the ultimate shithouse move.
1: I mean, it is it is an ultimate like shithouse move, but we all know that Kento really came up through Noah, so it it makes sense for him to go on that side instead of representing New Japan. It's still a very very weird thing to see, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's going to be trippy as hell. But it's the ultimate heel move. Like we all know that Kento is a dick, and he's <laughs> a good dick at that. Um, so you never know. He might even come out not hold. Like if he if he does retain the title, and he comes out on night three, and he just doesn't acknowledge the fact that he's got that title, just as a you know I'm a dick. But I, these like this is my family. You're you're just you know the people I work for or something. It's it is an ultimate dick move, but it's great.
0: Yeah. Uh... Yeah, you're looking forward to this. You know, obviously, we've seen this match before. They've never had a bad match, these two, but and then you've got the added you know, stakes of there being a no-DQ match, and we already saw what they could do at a match that wasn't no-DQ when they brought that table out.
2: Having a no-DQ match changes the whole thing, because at first I was kind of like, is this maybe going back to the well too soon? But having a no-DQ stipulation, to me, should put an exclamation, a, a, like a bullet, a bullet point, a full stop in this whole feud, and it should be an absolute banger.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I have no doubt it's for that it's very rare to see the US title nowadays kind of have this semi-main spot especially on the Tokyo Dome I had it when like Ken Omega was the champion but since then I don't think we've seen it in that higher spot so this, the fact this is going on right before the world title match on night 2 is very interesting to me
2: is really well, well deserved for it um, the US belt has been kind of under I think undervalued in ways over the last couple of years because of the whole Moxley situation, but now that it's back in Japan with someone who will regularly be there, I think it's going to make a
0: difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think so too. I think also the fact that having her stash in the match probably helps the placement of it as well. But a big part of Wrestle Kingdom this year is, and what's going to be going on with shows in the early part of 2022, is the fact that we are leading into the, the 50th year of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Not only do we have noah on night three but we have a stardom special tag match on night two usually we've had the, these matches happen they're either not televised or they're on they're on mid Bangroll but like the kind of the pre show matches but no they've got a stardom tag match as the second match of the main card for night two it's actually going to be televised as part of the show like everything else and you know I don't know but you, I don't know about stardom but I'm excited to actually see them this spotlight on other companies, I know they are, these are owned by the same parent company, but the fact, that uh, the fact that they're getting this much of a spotlight on the biggest show of the year.
1: I mean, I, I think it's, it's so good, to like considering that Like, we've always known them to, when they started putting Stardom matches on, it was always on the dark matches. So it was really just a treat for the folk um, who are actually at the Tokyo Dome to be able to see them. Um but considering this is obviously like a very big year um for wrestle like for the Japan and Wrestle Kingdom going forward, it is really, really good to see the fact that you know, they're not even making it the opening match. It's it's down a second on the card um behind, you know, the junior heavyweight tag t- uh, tag team match. So I even it's still a tag match. But it's something that is just going to show that like, they do actually value Stardom as being their sister company and that's something mm-hmm. that I, I'm really really happy to start seeing as much as I have no clue about Stardom do not know mm-hmm. half the folk that are in it um, but it's still good to see because they're like yay women on the card women on the card for you know a match that is, is a male based company and that is like that's exactly what it is and also the fact that Stardom don't get this much level of attention, so it's it's something that's you know it's special. And the four women they're going to be doing it obviously like there's a big pressure on them to you know perform.
0: Yeah, this time actually we've got Tam Nakano, uh, Saya Kitani, and taking you know, on Mayu Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid. So I just love the fact that one of the people in this match first name is Tam, like it's spelled T-E-A-M, <laughs> that's how I'm saying it. Uh, so, big Tam. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match. Also, I like to look at the Starlight Kid with the mask and everything. Obviously, I'm just going off what I can see on the match graphic here. I have no idea what's going to happen here. Grant you any further clue down than us? Not seen it as
2: much as I'd like to stardom. I mean, I've not had a chance to probably dive in for a while, but the four people being represented well, I've seen Iwatani before multiple times. I've seen Tam Nakano multiple times. Um and I've seen like clips online of Starlight Kid. The only kind of unknown factor for me is Saya Kamatani. But um the other three alone are fantastic talents. and um, they're all representing different stables as well. So for for the like the hardcore stardom watchers, there's probably gonna be some extra story stuff and all that in here. Um, for those of us that are casual, just expect a bloody awesome match.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a big part of the whole like promotional kind of thing that New Japan's go cool for, because that does take us to ninety three, where they do have New Japan Pro Wrestling taking on Pro Wrestling NOAH. And, well, it's a big deal, even if it is all tie matches, it's still going to be very interesting. These two companies, the two biggest companies in, in Japan going at each other and I think, you know, we've already mentioned the big moments from this and the fact that Osprey's not there, but we do have a big 10-man tag uh, with LJ representing New Japan. And the what seems to be listed to the main event, it might change before now and then. Uh, I've got Kaito and uh, Keiji Muto taking on Hiroshi Tanshin because it's Okada in a big match. Uh, Kenta, obviously, as I said, is team with Pro Sunola against Sakur- with Sakuraba and Sugira. Uh, in a tag match, six-man tag match, where well, they'll take on a Suzuki-gun team, a Suzuki, Taichi, and Big Takamichi Noku. And other than that, I don't know about much else here. I mean, it's good to see some other guys representing New Japan who do have a pro-wrestling or connection. Zilla when it actually went over to the other side for this particular night. And you've got to get Mara Fuji in there as well. I'm really looking forward to seeing him wrestle but other than that, I don't know how much else I have to say because I've you no idea how this is going to play out. And I know Grant's already explained to me how the the pay per view working out for this particular night, but I still don't fucking get it.
2: I know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nightmare that if you if you want to watch it live, then you've got to well you've got no choice than to pretty much uh, pay for it, pay for it. But if you're watching it in New Japan World, you can wait a week and get it for free and. I'll be honest, the card isn't enough for me to go, hmm, I need to buy that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, are you anything else that's <laughs> really grabbing your attention or are you also more inclined to go maybe wait a week?
1: Oh, no, I'll definitely be waiting a week because <laughs> I know absolutely, like, I, I'm knowledgeable to an extent when it comes to, like, New Japan. Like, I'll sit and watch it. Um. Obviously, if I, if, I'm not like you guys or like Dan that will literally sit and watch absolutely everything. Um, I'll just sort of watch when I feel when I feel like watching because obviously there's an overload of wrestling and sometimes it's just so on early in the morning and I have to work. Um, but the only thing that's sort of grabbing me is the fact that they've got what is arguably, you know, the, the most stable of factions at the moment and the, the most popular faction is what they're going to do for their main event, represent New Japan using LIJ. Um, and I can only assume that the faction that they're up against is Noah's most popular faction. I have no idea. I could be wrong. They could be their most hated. I have no idea. But yeah, there's nothing that really jumps out that I, I go, I need to watch this. I need to be knowledgeable when I know I can just wait a week and get it for free. And then i am like, oh, that happened but in t- in terms of over the three nights like um, I'm more, I'm like I, I know for, I I've got this all planned out cuz I ha- I've I'm working on the day of the second night so obviously I'm going to have to rewatch it when I come home cuz by the time I come home it'll be well over and done. and um, by the time I go to work it'll probably be like halfway through the show. But there's nothing that sort of grabs me I'll be like I'll be sitting going out of my way to make sure I watch night 1 and night 2 and and obviously the new year's dash when it happens but i feel like this show is more traditionally for the full-on japanese audience who have complete exposure to these two companies or you know the the proper proper diehards like folk that i didn't even think existed because i thought grant was the biggest diehard japanese wrestling fan out there but apparently there might be more you never know
2: there's, yeah. there's, def- there's definitely more like people people put me to shame. That's that's a definite. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like the the kind of the like the, the Noah stuff is if you do get a chance to watch it, it's on if you subscribe to Wrestle Universe. That gives you access to um, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, DDT, uh, and Noah. And I think there's one other that I'm forgetting about. It gives you access to like three or four different promotions. Um, so. It's it's one of those things I started when I had a little bit of a kind of a, a waver in my New Japan watching, when some of the booking got a little bit iffy in that, I turned to DDT for a little bit, and DDT is such a laugh, it's it's honestly, it's such good fun, and I had things like, well, they had Minoru Suzuki recently um, on Boxing Day as part of a six-man tag, where he teamed with Mackie Ito and Chris Brooks.
1: Oh,
0: yeah! And it was Wild! And It sounds like it, it's like it would have been, but you know, we're, as we bring the show kind of to a close, what, I'm going to ask you guys for a couple of suggestions. Uh, across the three nights, what matches do you think will be the the matches that we're all talking about uh, once Wrestle Kingdom is all said and done? I'll start with Sarah, as you're the guest. One or two matches across the three nights, do you think will be or will be Basically, everybody will talk about it as like early match of the year candidates.
1: Uh, Desperado and Takahashi, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I know we'll be we will definitely be talking about Shibata's match. Um, mm. for at least a wee while. But looking, just looking at the cards in terms of what looks like it could be the one that you know really over delivers, and for me, that's always the juniors. They always go above and beyond. Um, in their matches, so. If, like personally
2: for me, the the junior title match. Grant, I would say for me the kind of like the the big standout for me is probably going to be. I'm actually kind of angling more towards the um. There's something about that US title match. Oh yeah, that's. That I think good too. That, I, that I think that I think is just going to be a banger, and we'll have people talking because if Kentor retains, which I'm expecting them to. Hmm. I want their attention to be solid, and it could potentially then open the door for
0: Shibata. <laughs> I know. It felt weird like they would return like, for my opponent, and he wouldn't return for, like, of all people, Kenta, given everything that's happened in the last couple of years. So the sooner we get that match between those two, the better. Well, you <laughs> <know. laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. you've given some solid results. The junior Heavyweight tail match is definitely one that should be talked about. Uh, Sarah's already mentioned, but I'm going to lean towards the main event of night one and potentially the night two, depending on, depending on who walks out of it, Because you know, even like anything that Shingo touches turns to gold. Like <laughs> even you can even have a great match against Bloody Evil, even with the bloody House of Torture trying to ruin everything. So Shingo versus Okada will be, I'm sure, belts so will be flinging at all the stars for that kind of match. And no matter which one of them goes on your face, we'll also be. I'm sure you'll have a lot of stars left over to throw at that as well.
1: It'll be fun for
0: everyone. Guaranteed. I have, I have a <laughs> feeling that the the last two matches in night one of Wrestle Kingdom will either get five stars or they'll break the five star scale. That's my guarantee right now. Hiromu, we just brought on Zingo will be a fat. Will both be five star matches minimum.
1: Dave Meltzer's just gonna have a heart attack.
0: Oh yes, he will. <laughs> I mean, am I saying my standards too high? Possibly. Am I still going to enjoy it? Probably. Oh yeah yeah and we hope that you are all looking forward to Wrestle kingdom that you enjoy wrestle kingdom all three nights whether you choose to you know pay for night three as it's happening or you choose to wait uh for it all to come out but you know we all we seem to be quite down on one or two things with a thing on we do seem to be quite down or not paying attention to some aspects of these three nights but there's just so much to cover maybe we'll be surprised with the stuff that we didn't pay much attention to and we'll be back here soon. We really should have been paying more attention to that match. <laughs> <laughs> but Bad us. Few- yes, bad us. And we'll make sure to talk about what we should or should not have been paying attention to when me and Grant eventually return for an East Meets West Wrestle Kingdom review. One of the biggest shows that we tend to do each year, other than, say, probably our G1 shows. Because, again, it's a lot of crab men through a short period of time. And. We hope you guys look forward to that and tune in when that happens, and we you tune into the Mount Rushmore of New Japan Pro Wrestling show when that happens. As Alan um, Lucas will be the hosting chair, as he is with all Mount Rushmore shows. How did he get this role? I'm sure he sees some sort of coup. Uh, myself and my fellow panelists will be on that show, along with Stephen Wilson. So we will all be teaming together to make sure nobody on Stephen's list gets on it. Not not because they don't deserve it, just out of spite.
2: I don't know why you're saying he's going to be on it. Is it the podcast now? Yeah. <laughs> he finds
0: a way. He always comes back, like COVID. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, make sure you tune into that. All of our past shows, features, Episode Central, Saturday Draft Live, everything we've got going on on all good Android podcasting sites so that it's the Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Give us a rate, review, subscribe on your platform of choice. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Suplex Retweet. But in the meantime, that's a lot to look over and there'll be a lot still to come for us to consume across three nights of Restalcano. So thank you to Sergey for joining us to talk about all this madness that we've got to look forward to.
1: It's been so much fun.
0: It hasn't it, Jeff. And I want to thank my regular co host Robbie from braving through the terribleness of, you know, the Stephen Wilson disease, aka COVID to, you know, still be a part of this show and your regular East Meets West content.
2: It has been a pleasure as usual and hopefully I can get rid of it better than we can get rid of Wilson.
0: One of them's got to go. Which one will it be? Who knows? We'll see you at the rest of the game, everybody. Bye-bye.
2: I am Jack Graham I am Scott McLeod and I'm David Hockney and you can catch us
0: most in one of the greatest shows in the history of podcasts Saturday Draft Live you can share in every Saturday to find out who on the ESSR has the best chance of winning the current season of our Saturday Draft
2: as always you can catch Saturday Draft Live on all good podcasting platforms
0: Sports Social Podcast Network